Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hey guys, this is Stephanie Williams, and you're listening to Know Your Scene, a show from music magazine DC Music Download that airs on full-service radio, broadcasted live from Adams Morgan's The Line Hotel. Every second and fourth Thursday of each month, the DC underground music scene will be in the spotlight as we sit down with the creative masterminds behind the city's most noteworthy projects. And this week, we're taking over the full-service radio airwaves to chat with three awesome women who are making waves in the music scene. With us today, we have Jenny Thomas, lead organizer of Girls Drum DC and member of DC Bamanage Garage. We have Kristen Voorhees, lead singer of um, a festival with, or lead organizer of a festival with a very badass name, Women Fuck Shit Up. And Rhea Tucker, member of the band Sheila, who's also performing at Women Fuck Shit Up. So thank you, ladies, for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And also this song you just heard um, was Braddock Road Massive by Sheila. Um, So to start, Women Fuck Shit Up and Girls Drum DC have a very important purpose here, which is dispel negative stereotypes among women and showcase all the awesome talent that's happening here in DC. So to start, Jenny, um, you're about to put on the second annual Girls Drum DC Festival uh, this Sunday. So what can people expect um, for those who haven't been before? Sure, and uh, this is the first time we're doing it in a larger venue. So we're at Songbird. Actually, all of this stuff that we just talked about is happening at Songbird, so a shout-out to them. Um, really, it's just a night of that's a celebration of women in music. It's a multi-gender event you know we like we like all genders um but we want to celebrate uh women drummers in particular so um and amazingly because i had to put calls out on the various facebook groups in the musical community there are so many women drummers you would not know it they're sort of like once you see how massive uh how what what great what a great scene and how many women instrumentalists we have here in dc um we just we were just so excited so so it's going to be a lineup of like five or six bands starting at five o'clock on sunday we know the weather's supposed to be crappy so get it get in there and stay there and just have lots of fun with us all night long it's all ages it's a fundraiser for girls rock dc which is also about supporting women and girls in music and supporting their cultural production um so and one of the bands will actually be from girls rock dc they're part of the one of the after school programs so it's going to be a great night um and lots of lots of love for female and women musicians 
So how did you get involved with this? How, how did this kind of come into fruition for you? Sure. Well, Menage a Garage has a woman drummer. Um, so we were trying to get creative. Um, Seven Drum City, which used to be Seven Drum Lessons, which is a fantastic studio. It does uh, all sorts of drum lessons, but also is a great space for, for band rehearsals and other, other music-related events. Um, they were moving their, their space from their near U Street location over to a larger location on North Capitol Street around this time um, that we were thinking of putting this together. And we thought, you know, let's do this at Seven Drum City. Um, actually, the marketing director there, Isabel De Leon, is a, is a well-known local drummer. And so, and over half of their, um, or around half of their students are female, they're drummers. Um, so we thought it was just a really great way to highlight um, female and women drummers um, in the community. Um, so we just, yeah, and we wanted to play too. So that was sort of self-interested, but it ended up being a great way to bring together the community. And so speaking of festivals, there's also Women Fuck Shit Up, which, as Jenny mentioned, is going to be happening at Songbird as well at the end of the month. So this originally was a festival that started in uh, the West Coast. And how did you end up getting involved with it and bringing it here to D.C.? Yeah, absolutely. So um, basically, I... um host monthly parties for queer women um, near the, um, in the DC area. Um, we're, we've been at Songbird for about um, a year and a half. And um, through the connections that I had made um, through those parties, um, WASI, which is a LA-based um, band, um, is also on the board um, of the LA-based uh, Women Fuck Shit Up, had reached out to me um, to say we're going to be on the East Coast. You want to do something, and we kind of just got talking about uh, what women fuck shit up is, um, how long they've been doing it. This is their fourth year. Um, they actually just had theirs um, a couple weekends ago, um, and so you know, I just took you know a lot of interest in in bringing something like this to the East Coast. And so from there, um, I kind of reached out to the people that I knew in my communities and. Um, asked if they wanted to be uh, part of the leadership team. So now we have some, we have five of us on the on the board here, and um, we work really closely with the LA group to uh, make sure that we're still aligning with all of their values, which basically is just empowering women in music and art. Um, so that was back in November, and since then, we have um, secured Songbird as our venue. Um, it's a seven-hour fest from five to twelve, uh, eighteen plus, and. Um, we have about 21 performers, so it's all happened very quickly, um, but I'm so, so excited um, to, to get things started. So Rhea, you are one of the performers who is also a, one of the many that's going to be performing at this festival. Yes. So how did you get connected with Women Fuck Shit Up? Oh, it was out of the blue. So Ashley messaged me and my twin sister, Courtney, and she was like, hey, I know you all are probably going to be interested in something. It's called Women Fuck Shit Up. It's this festival, you know, there's going to be all these, like, female-fronted bands there. Do you want to perform? And there's just, like, no question about it. It was like, um, yes. I was like, Courtney, 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 Courtney. <laughs> Look what Ashley just sent us. So we were like, yes, yes, yes. Automatically right away. Great. And so when it comes to curating a music lineup like this, um, both for Girls Drum DC and for Women Fuck Shit Up, what what do you sort of look for in terms of finding the final lineup? Well, for Girls Drum DC, I mean, there there are some folks that we've been already working with, and we wanted to 
carry them along because they were, you know, they were definitely loyal with the with the project. And then additionally, we wanted to make sure that we were bringing new voices in. Um, so it, a lot of it became, you know, also with Girls Rock DC, women who had come from that and that we wanted to make that connection. Um, so just making sure that there was a, a good range of, of folks that were involved. Um, certainly, honestly, we could make this so much bigger, but logistically, you know, you have X number of hours in one day and I, you know, I'm seeing nodding heads from uh, the women fuck shit of people here. I'm sure you guys could keep going and going and going. Um, uh, maybe we will, you know, but, uh, um, but in any case, given that you have, you know, X number of slots you're trying to fill, um, you just do your best to get like a lot of different types of folks in there. And one thing that we talked about before we started recording was the fact of being inclusive in the festival circuit. So there are a lot of, well, there are some festivals that are for female-fronted bands, um, but not really a whole lot dedicated to women who might not be a singer or someone who's up in front. Uh, so how important was it for you, um, and also also for women fuck shit up to kind of be inclusive in that sense. Were you aware of that kind of going in when you were curating the lineup? I mean, yeah, so we, we had a, um, quite a few things um, sp- specifically around what the LA people had kind of um, set as a foundation and, and um, that guided how we um, kind of recruited people and also just um, in terms of making cuts of how many people we could we can include. Um, one of them being that um, each of the bands um, or each of the performers had to be at least 50% um, women identifying um, and that we prioritized women of color. Um, and the third thing would um, specifically around inclusiveness is that, you know, this isn't, this specifically this fest is not about, um, you know, who can we get the biggest names? It's really about um, who is in the community um, doing, you know, doing their music, who needs a voice and giving them that voice. And I feel like um, the the lineup that we've kind of put together um, really uh, personifies all of those things. You know, um, we have a pretty diverse lineup, um, including uh, women in music, women in performance art, um, and we're integrating some visual art um, features as well. Um, and I feel like, you know, that part was really, really important and it took us a really long time to really curate the the lineup of people um, that truly aligned with the values of women fuck shit up. So one thing that we also talked about before this broadcast was the need for more of these festivals. And you know, you would think in the year 2018 that we would be a progressive society, but unfortunately there's still a long way to go. So for all three of you, why do you think there needs to be more of these types of festivals in music in the music industry today i'll go i just think these festivals are important to show representation and to show that like to show young girls and just everybody that you know all these women performances like exist there are such thing as like like female rock bands like female rap artists just all types of female performances it's not just um solely um focused on like men so i think it's just important that we all show this to everybody I also think that's part of um, the decision that LA made um, when they named the fest is really to get people's attention, um, and and that's just because you know women are categorically kind of um, washed over when it comes to specifically rock music, um, like Rhea was saying, and so um, you know 
these fests are really, really important. I think that they, they definitely should um, continue, um, but it's just the beginning. You know, there's so much more we can do um, when it comes to um, amplifying women's voices specifically in music. And I think part of it is, um, I mean, we're women and we're cultural creators. So we're going to put out stuff that we believe in. And um, I mean, I make an effort, um, and I'm sure these ladies do too, um, that, you know, I, I do make a point of trying to book my regular shows with with you know a good good gender representation um because you know what none of this is actually really new i mean lilith fair came out what that was like over 20 years ago um so yeah you're right like why are we still having to do this but i think it's just repetition repetition and keep bringing people in and keep bringing people in bringing people along um you know i know we were also talking about just like francis mcdormand's speech the other night at the oscars and you know all the women stand up like we're here we're here we're making the stuff we're doing the stuff yes there are not as many as men because historically it's just women haven't been as encouraged to be part of the music scene especially as as creators and producers and organizers and promoters and etc 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 so the more roles we step into and just keep doing it keep making the music keep producing the events that's how it happens and from your experience being in the DC music scene, how inclusive do you think the community is for women? Um, I know for me, like when uh, when She Loves just has done so many gigs, I find like the female bands are like hard to find or like they just don't stand out much. It's just like you'll find them randomly. I know a few uh, girl bands that we've met over the last about two years, two bands called Bay Bridge and more AM than FM, we just met them randomly, and it was through social media, or we just met them at a gig, and it's like, whoa, there were others out there like us. So it's just kind of like a random occurrence when you find these people. I also feel like that kind of goes to the point of um, how important these fests are, is that, you know, it gives people a platform to just have start having these conversations, you know, like... Um, I've learned so much about the the music commu- community um, since November, just because we've been trying to find as many a wide range of of um, performances, both diverse in um, you know uh, personal diversity, um, sexual orientation, uh, gender identity, and then also like music types. You know, so um, one thing that was really awesome is that we've started to to find like a lot of really cool women fronted um, punk bands, which like. If I wasn't putting this together, if we weren't working on this, then, you know, I would have never thought that I would find something like that. Um, So it's been a really uh, rewarding experience, and and it kind of shows the importance of having these kinds of platforms just so people, like, talk about it, you know. Um, And it's also like, you know, our fest hasn't started yet, um, but the planning up up until, and especially especially around around social media, um, gives that platform for people to just, like, start talking. Um, and that's just been really awesome. So one thing that I want to get your opinion on is what do you think that the music community could do better here in order to provide an equal platform for women in the community? Wow. (laughs) I know it's a loaded question. We're we're stumped. Um, (laughs) Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? I I was was just going to say... 
you know, I think a lot of times venues or, um, you know, promoters or whomever um, is, you know, in, involved in the music industry, um, I don't know if they shy away from doing, like, women-specific events or, um, you know, specifically amplifying women's voices, but I feel like that's really important, you know, like, it's important to have all-inclusive, all-genders, um, you know, men and women to be um, to be part of things together, but also... Um, having these women-specific events just garner so much more attention um, and raises the platform for people to to learn about them. Um, so I think if if there's one thing that it could definitely improve on is just um, having more of these kinds of fests where where women are specifically called out um, and their their platforms are raised. I was going to say the same thing along the lines of just getting us in contact with one another. Like it would be nice. I would love to do more gigs with like other female like punk bands or just any other type of genre so just finding a way to connect with them and to find them mm-hmm. yeah so if you are a musician or maybe someone who just wants to you know find other people to connect with like where do you even go outside of just I mean outside of going to shows obviously but is there any other like platforms or anything that you that you would use? Absolutely. I mean, you know, thank goodness. I mean, social media is a great way to do that. There are a bunch of different, I mean, there are a bunch of different Facebook groups, for instance, around music in general. And of course, there are women in those groups, but there are also some specific ones. I mean, the Project Hera, who's one of the co-organizers of Girls Drum DC Fest, um, they have a music room online. It's just a place, it's a place also where women can vent a little bit about uh, what we deal with uniquely. uh, in in um, in the music world, but most importantly, yeah, to make those connections. I mean, I think it's just like getting it out there and also going out and supporting the music, as you mentioned. So, from your experiences, either booking or making music, have you ever experienced any inequality from your past or anything that kind of stood out to you that you were like, "Wow, you know, I really need to figure out how we can change things." I think... Oh, go ahead, Rhea. Oh, no, do you want to go? There you go. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, um, when we go to gigs, for sometimes... So we're an all-black rock band. For so, Sometimes for people, they just can't grasp that. And it's like almost like we're an anomaly. So when we walk into a room with all our stuff, they're just we get like the look like a... What is this? What is this? Uh, example, uh, we were doing this uh, South by Southwest showcase to play at the South by Southwest Fest. So I had... I bought this new drums. They're like these acrylic clear drums. And this guy comes up. Oh, who's, who's, who's bad boys are these? These are awesome. I said, oh, they're mine. And I thought we were going to have like an awesome conversation about drums. Oh, hmm. And like just walks off. So, wow. yeah, we just get a lot of like, they don't know what to expect. When we walk into a room, they're like, what, what is this? What is this? And then when we play, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, we just didn't know. So for me, I just don't like the assumption. Like, um... It's nice to be curious, but just when you have these negative assumptions about what we're going to do, that's what I just don't like. Especially as a woman of color and also being in a rock band, do you also find that it's do you find that it's hard to um, you know find people who are I guess not as clicky or like people who are just you know willing to be how accepting you know in terms of just the DC music scene in general. Um, well, usually when we put our stuff out there, um, it's just like we 
send them like uploads of our music, not, not necessarily what we look like of our music, so they can just judge our music first before they kind of like look at who we are. I mean, we're not afraid to say, oh, we're all black, we're a rock band. Like we love that, we embrace that. But um, just like check us out first before you just have these assumptions about us, honestly. And for Jenny and Kristen, do you also find too that people make assumptions? No, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, the expectation is maybe the only woman in the band is going to be the lead singer and that women don't play instruments. And that's like one reason that we are celebrating, you know, Girls Drum DC, because it was in contrast to a lot of festivals that require you have a female fronted festival, female fronted band, even if the majority of your band, if the rest of your band is male. Um, Of course, we know that's not the case with Women Fuck Shit Up. They have lots of great, um, you know. I love the guidelines and stuff. That's great. It's really empowering. Um, I think you're going to, we're always facing that. We're constantly chipping away at that. And, you know, and I mean, I think it's just kudos to, to the folks who are, who are really working against that. The bookers out there who are like taking our emails. I mean, I think I've heard, I'm sure we've all heard the, the um, anecdote that somebody was like, they're women who are, who book through a male name email because they cannot get their emails opened. If they send an email asking about inquiries, you know, booking inquiries with them, you know, that's been done. Um, That's a way to get through. (laughs) But, but um, so anyway, I think we just have to keep chipping away at it keep supporting each other, celebrating, and also, like, you know, supporting also the kinds of clubs and the kinds of people who are working, really making an effort um, to include women. Yeah, I also think um, from from a kind of an organizer standpoint and, and less from a musician standpoint, I think um, we're in a position, you know, especially with the guidelines that we have through Women Fuck Shit Up, but we're in a position um, that we're making decisions about who's who's being represented, and that's a responsibility that we have, and um, we don't take that lightly. Um, so, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is that um, I'd like to echo what, what Jenny just said, which is really supporting the the venues and the people that are listening to us and amplifying our voices. And um, just a, you know, an anecdotal shout out to Songbird. They've been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, all of the queer parties that I've that I've hosted, and and also um, all the way through Women Fuck Shit Up. Um, planning it's just been really really helpful to have people that you know are on your side Um, and you I mean for me at least I have found venues throughout DC that aren't like that and um, are not as accommodating and so um, it's really it's really heartening to to find those venues that do that and then to give them the recognition that they deserve so we mentioned Songbird uh, as a place that both of your festivals are happening. Are there any other venues in D.C. that you feel are accommodating and do a good job at creating a safe space for the community? Um, I, I'd, I'd like to say that uh, Ten Tigers Parlor in uh, Petworth. Um, I've been to plenty of events there. I, I hosted a couple um, over this summer um, but I know a lot of people have worked with them, and they've been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, they've been accommodating. I feel safe every time I'm there as a woman, as a queer woman. Um, so, so they've just been really, really awesome. Um, and then also, um, Big Chief in uh, Ivy City has been incredible. Um, I've never really had a bad experience there. So, going back to your respective festivals. How has the reception been, not, not just from your internal teams, but also from the public for your projects? 
Well, um, I mean, there's a lot of excitement in Girls Rock DC, and and we 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 definitely wanted to to help generate that excitement. I mean, we um, Allison, my the drummer I work with, um, uh, has been a drum volunteer with Girls Rock DC, and you know, Girls Rock DC has been around for a while, and a lot of bands have come out of it, and just a lot of people have been empowered by the the activities and and the services that they provide. Um, so, I mean, definitely, you know, we purposely also want to plug into communities that already exist because we want to have a platform um, and, and an opportunity to bring people out to celebrate this. So it's also was, it was you know, their conscious efforts to align with, um, with organizations and, and groups and communities that are, that want sort of some of the same things and creating the spaces for it. So, um, so, so far so good, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll find out on Sunday, um, but y'all should come out. Yeah. Yeah, and for, for Women Fuck Shit Up DC, I think, one, we, we had the advantage of, of already being, um, you know, associated with the L.A.-based um, group. Um, not necessarily that people knew about it on the East Coast, but, um, you know, they're, you know, they have a website, they have a, they have a brand um, that is, you know, exactly identical to ours, and, and we kind of got to um, kind of personalize that in, in a DC way once we, once we launched. Um, and in terms of, you know, reception, um, it's been incredible, to be honest. Um, I've I've met so many people that you know I wouldn't have met if I uh, wasn't involved in in Women Fuck Shit Up, and um, people love the name. <laughs> um, and uh, you know I was just at, we were just at a, an expo last night at Station Kitchen DC. Um, one of my good friends organizes uh, Dyke Bar Takeover DC um, events, and she put this amazing uh, queer expo and happy hour. So we were there, and um, so many people that you know either I hadn't spoken to in a really long time or I had never met before came up to me um, and said, "Like we want to volunteer, we want to do as much as we possibly can." Um, and that's just so that's exciting, you know. Like I, I always want to ask them like where they heard about us is it is it social media is it instagram facebook word of mouth that kind of thing um we're trying to do as much as we possibly can when it comes to spreading the word um you know canvassing the city uh obviously social media um you know any sort of press we can get um just because you know we really believe in this um so overall reception's been really awesome so from your experiences planning something like this What's one thing that people might not know of what it takes to put on their own festival? Um, the one thing I'd say that, that comes up to my uh, comes to my head is, um, I mean, this is kind of goes without saying, but it takes so much time. Um, you know, all of the people that are on all five of us that are on um, the board have full time jobs and. You know, we have to make time, um, usually on Sundays during brunch time, we just like sit down in one of our apartments and, and, uh, just get to work and talk. And, and I think our shortest meeting was three hours. Um, and it's just because there's so many moving parts, you know, like, you know, we have this vision of what we want to happen, um, on the 24th and who we want to be involved, but there's so many steps leading up to that. Um, you know, and, and hopefully we, we can, um, kind of amplify um, the positive parts of that in, you know, um, on our social media and stuff like that. Um, but behind that, before we, you know, like post on our Instagram and all that stuff, like there's so much work that needs to be done. Um, and I mean, it's incredibly rewarding, but it's exhausting. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the biggest takeaway in terms of planning. I mean, all, all of what Kristen said, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of work, but 
it's worth it. So Ria, coming from the musician side, what are some factors when you know you see an event like Women Fuck Shit Up or a festival that makes you want to say, I want to be a part of this? Oh, um, literally just the word woman in the title. Because I know, <laughs> first of all, when you say festival, you know it's going to be a huge lineup and there's going to be a lot of people there. So the fact that it's highlighting women, I know there's going to be more female fronted or just all girl bands that I get to network with that I get to meet and just learn new things about like music wise personally just about them and I'm so excited for that so aside from your band Sheila that's going to perform and we just listened to earlier what are some bands that we are excited about that are going to be performing can you talk a little bit about I know we did a little bit earlier but of some of the musicians who are going to be there at your respective events the tulips (laughs) she's excited about the tulips uh the culottes the cool the culottes um yeah which is a dc favorite um boom scat which is one of my favorites and a dc favorite um militia vox um coming down from new york and along with julia weldon who also um is coming down from new york and uh they're gender non-conforming and um we're trying to um you know, in- incorporate as many people as we can um, across the gender spectrum. Um, Michelle Raymond, who is a DC favorite, now lives in Madrid and is flying in for this fest, which is like incredible. Um, and then we have a bunch of uh, different DJs like Alex DB, uh, McWavy, who does uh, DJing and saxophone, which is like, she's just like such a kick ass girl. Um, and uh, DJ KB and um, yeah, we have like so many. Um, uh, I'd say uh, we're having a, a comedy um, skit by uh, Chelsea Short, um, and I mean I could go on forever. I, I won't take the time for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have we have quite a few people coming. We're really excited about. We're a little smaller than them. I mean, I know you guys have like zillions of stages and going on 24 hours and it's going to be completely insane um so we have we have we have five bands um we have more am than fm who are also now are playing well they played the first one so you know selena all, all the all the ladies they're also playing We're, yeah no i know i know we yeah uh they're, they're that good people they're you should so you need to come so see good. them twice that is the message here um, more AM than FM, The Mirror, uh, Lightmare, which is like kind of an up-and-coming band um, that we're really excited about. And Syndicate 51 also you know, came to us from Isabel. They had uh, played um, a Union stage show, like a New Year's thing for Seven Drum City. And, and then we do have the, the Girls Rock after-school band that's going to do their set. And probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's their premiere on the Songbird stage. So it's going to be a really good night. So can you actually talk a little bit more about Girls Rock for those who may not know who they are and what they do? Right, right, right. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Menage Garage is playing. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my band. Can't I'm just so that. focused Shameless on making plug. sure making sure everybody else is recognized. Um, sure. I mean, and, uh, you know, I'm... I, I am a fan of Girls Rock. I'm not a representative of Girls Rock, so I just want to make that clear. But um, they do a lot of different, um, they do summer camps um, for girls. Uh, they do like week-long, uh, they're kind of a day camp kind of situation where, where girls are learning instruments and also learning um, stage presence and learning also how to work together and all sorts of great like interpersonal skills, you know, feeling confident and writing your songs and, and all those things that, you know, sort of the foundations of, 
um, of feeling empowered as a performer and a musician. Um, that's what they're best known for, and they do have the after-school program as well. And so the, the proceeds for the Girls Drum DC Fest will go to Girls Rock um, so that it can also support directly um, scholarships for the campers. So it's directly helping um, girls become, you know, uh, musicians and, you know, perform and hopefully join us on the stage one day. Girls Rock is a great organization. We partnered up with them on DC Music Download side on several things. And besides Girls Rock, I know we mentioned a little bit about this earlier in terms of organizations, resources that empower women and um, are a support group. So are there any other ones in DC? I know we talked about Project Hera um, that you really kind of admire and respect in the community right now. Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is our is our um, media sponsor, which is Tag Magazine. I'm also a contributor there, um, and it's a, a magazine for for lesbian and queer women. Um, you know, I mean, this is uh, it's been absolutely amazing um, being you know a part of their team and also working with them on Women Fuck Shit Up, um, particularly around um, doing some interviews uh, to amplify the voices of of women uh, musicians. So um, they're absolutely amazing, um, and we're really excited to be working with them. Any other ones, Jenny, Rhea, that I mean, you're really. That- Actually, um, you know, nothing is coming to mind, which I know there are others. Um, but I think it also points to the matter that we still need more and that we, you know, should just continue to connect and come up with more more ways uh, to produce things together, more ways to put on shows together, more ways to meet each other and support each other. So, um, you know, there's there's not a huge infrastructure. That's that's the reality. A lot of it's just like individuals just who are dedicated to what they do and trying to do it really well and trying to bring other people along. And so that's at least the attitude I go into it with. And also... Um this is not DC based, but we're one of our um, other partners is Women Crush Music, which started in Portland, Oregon, but now they have like I think it's like thirteen. They're operating in thirteen yeah. cities, and they do um, showcases for for women performers. So we're really excited to partner with them. Um, I even talked to them about um, potentially bringing something like that to DC um, for a DC chapter. Um, but they're I mean they're they're incredible. They're doing really good work. So. Speaking of musicians that are here, what places or resources do you look to to find and discover new bands that are in the city? Oh, um, I know for me, I use Facebook a lot, so I'm in a lot of like different groups. I know the Project Hera, I find a lot of people that way. Um, what is it, DC DIY shows, I found a lot of people that way. Um, just like when you go to gigs, word of mouth, like people remember you. From gigs, I know um, this one um, photographer. He his company is like Rock Explosion. I met him at Alec. Yeah, yeah. I met him at a Jam and Java Battle of the Bands, and then I saw him at a Bay Braids gig. Sheila, (laughs) it's just word of mouth. Um, I'm in another group on Facebook. Oh gosh, it's um, uh, Nova Local Bands. So I find a lot of gigs that way. It's just um, when you're in a band, you have in. I don't have a manager because I, I really like the creative process myself. It's just like meeting. You just have to connect with a lot of people. You have to keep putting content out there so people can see it and just be seen. And that's how you meet a lot of people that way. 
yeah, I would echo that. Um, I think that going to shows is just so incredibly important because that's where you meet people. And for example, um, I had started over two years ago, I started following All the Best Kids, um, which is a 10 person band. They're like, my favorite now I'm really good friends with the two um, lead singers and rappers and um, you know just by becoming friends with Cody um, I have met so many people in the music scene that I wouldn't have met before Um, so yeah just really personal connections are really um, important for us and then when it came to when fuck shit up um, you know we wanted to have um, a very large representation of queer women so um, I know that we had used Facebook groups like DC Queer Exchange Um, DC Career Creative uh, Collective and those are I mean like their word of mouth really helps and and also you know maybe somebody doesn't see something on Facebook but their friend does Um, and so just being like open and receptive and keeping your ears open is really the way to the way to do it how about for you Jenny is there any places that you go to or any resources that you like to see to kind of check out new bands Well, I mean, one of the great things is that when you are in the music community, when you are a performer, you get to, you automatically end up on bills with bands you've never heard of. And so you sort of have a natural, uh, natural community where you're doing that and, or you have friends who are playing in bands and you want to go see their band, but there are always like two or three other bands, uh, again, that maybe you haven't seen for the first time. So that's usually how I've done it. So coming up after your respective events, and Rhea, for you playing Women Fuck Shit Up, what's next for all of you? So for Sheila, we are working on a new album that we want to get done this summer. We've been, because um, our singer lives in uh, North Carolina, so we Skype our rehearsals. We've been working on a lot of new music, I think about five or six new songs. So we're just trying to get all that ready for the summer just put out new material for everyone else. It's been two years since we put out our last EP, so it's it's time. And I never got a chance to ask you this, so how did Sheila come to be? How did oh. you all form? Oh my, it's a, lo- it's a long story, but I'll give you cliff notes. So um, originally uh, it was me, my sister, and a friend of ours. We were in a group together, but um, we kind of dissolved. Um, it was just personal differences, um, creative differences. So our singer, Shire, we went to George Mason with her, um, but she graduated, I believe it was two years before us. So we were um, acquaintances. Um, and so I reached out to her and I was like, I don't know if you remember me. My name's Rhea. You were in pet band. I really liked your voice. We were just wondering, do you want to um, join our band? And she didn't reply back for about a month. Because <laughs> I realized now she's really busy. And she was like, oh my God, I would love to do that. So we were like, okay, phase one done. But she was like, I live in North Carolina. So that was we had, me and Courtney had to think about that for a while. And we were like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Let's give this a try. So we Skyped all our rehearsals. That's how we like made our first EP, just doing rehearsals through Skype. And um, for gigs, she drives down or we drive up to her. We uh, practice for a few hours and then we do our gig. So that's how we met Shire. And it's just been a beautiful thing ever since. Wow. And now you're playing Women Fuck Shit Up yes. in a couple weeks, which is awesome. Yes. So excited. Great. And how about you, Jenny and Kristen? Sure. I mean, um, we have another show coming up in late March that I want to plug because it's another great venue that we haven't mentioned, which is um, Milk Boy Art House, which is a new venue up in College Park. It's affiliated with the Clarice Smith Performing Arts Center. My day job, I work in the performing arts. So there's anyway, long story behind that. Um, 
but uh, and then Menage a Garage, yeah, we we were we did some recording last November, and we're slowly. Um, this is hint hint to my bandmate John. Get on it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're slowly editing and mixing um, those songs, so we're hoping we're going to be rolling some stuff out um, over the summer. Um, so that's going to be really great. Menage a Garage. I love that name, and I've mentioned that to you before. Who came up with it? Uh, that was me. Um, Anyway, well, so there's a story behind that as well. Um, We met through uh, an organization called Flashman DC, which is now kind of based out of Seven Drum City. It's a, basically, the way I explain it to people, it's like speed dating for musicians. It's like this, you form a temporary band, um, like 40 musicians will come together in an afternoon uh, and, and, you know, play, sort of do this little speed dating thing. You end up forming a band at the end of this two-hour, you know, time period and then you have to basically come up with a bunch of songs mostly you play covers but and then at the end of the month you all play a show anyway so menage a garage had done that and the theme there's always a theme um the theme that month was um was trios so um so we're a three-piece band and you know menage you're getting the picture right menage a trois um, so anyway, but Menage a Garage it just rhymed, and we're kind of garage rock, um, punk, pop punk, punk song music. Great, yeah. And for anyone at home who's listening and wants to hear Menage a Garage, you can this Sunday at yeah. Girls Drum DC. That's, That's right. awesome. And how about you, Kristen? What's up for you after Women Fuck Shit Up? I think I speak for all of our um, board that we're going to take a very long nap right after. Well um, deserved. <laughs> um, but then after that, um, after we kind of uh, rest and recover, um, you know, we don't have anything uh, set in stone yet, but we've talked about a couple of things. One being um, uh, bi-monthly uh, open mic for uh, women uh, performers. Um, so that's something that we've kind of... Uh, you know, tossed around as an idea. And then another thing is that, you know, throughout this entire um, process, we've tried really hard to include um, women in art, uh, in visual art. And it's been really hard because, you know, Songbird is a big venue, but it's not huge. And um, we haven't been able to incorporate as much visual art as we wanted to. So um, we're uh, going to be putting on um, some sort of like women um, in visual art showcase. Um, probably a little bit smaller than, uh, than women fuck shit up, but, um, that's what we've got kind of, uh, on the horizon right now. I think we just need to get through, um, all the planning and promoting and stuff. And then, um, hopefully that will give us a foundation to, uh, spread the word. So we were talking a little bit about Songbird earlier. So from your perspective, Jenny and Kristen, what makes it the ideal place to have something like your respective events? Well, I mean, they're really wonderful and easy to work with. Usability is a huge thing, by the way. I mean, that's the case with, I think, even working with other bands. But they're extremely user-friendly. Allie, who books there, and um, Alicia. Is it Alicia? Alyssa? I'm probably messing up her name. Alicia. Oh, my gosh. Alicia. So she's one of the co-owners. So And and they've really made a point of creating a community space there. I mean, I think it's a unique space. And so I think that really meshes very well with with these kinds of events. Yeah. And speaking of it being a community-oriented space, I mean, are there many spaces like that in D.C.? I think they're growingly so. And I mean, I think there are various venues that definitely try to create that or, or are more, you know, are open to those kinds of things. I know um, where uh, your your colleague Paige and I met um, and 
started talking about this whole idea of having a podcast about women in music um, was at Union Stage, which is also a space that I know that they're really trying to make it like, come here, we welcome you, put on your shows, do things. We want the community here. And so I think... Those are going to be the um, the kinds of spaces and the kind of kinds of venues that are going to be um, more successful um, because because they're making a concerted effort. It's not just about you know the touring band coming through and then we don't care about the DC music community. I mean, at least if that's what you're after, um, which is I think what we're all after here. Yeah, and I'd say um, absolutely agree with everything that Jenny said and. Um, one thing that I really like about Songbird is that, um, you know, in terms of creating community, it kind of happens organically there. Um, I think it has to do with where they are um, in the city, um, just being right at the top of Adams Morgan. And then also, um, you know, having a women-fronted business. Alicia has been absolutely amazing to work with. Um, and um, the actual physical space she's put her and, and Joe have put their heart and soul into, into these spaces. And, um, you can tell, you know, like this is something that they emotionally are invested in. Um, and they reflect that in their work. You know, they, they bring in bands that they actually truly believe in. Um, and they do a bunch of other events that they, um, specifically have an interest in. And so everything that they do there is, um, really of interest to them. So, you know, it almost made perfect sense for us to have Women Fuck Shit up there. All right. Well, for everyone who's listening, go check out Women Fuck Shit Up and Girls Drum DC this month, two awesome events. And also check out Rhea at Women Fuck Shit Up and her amazing band, Sheila. So unfortunately, that's all the time that we have on the show. And don't forget Menage Garage. And Menage Garage, <laughs> who we're going to be listening to your song coming up. No so. way! <laughs> yes, Woo. and it's an approved song uh, from you. <laughs> so I got that one unlocked. So, But thank you so much, ladies, for being a part of the show and talking with me. And so for anyone who wants to find you on social, what's the best place to find you? Um, for Sheila, all our handles are the same, at Sheila the Band. Uh, you just have to learn how to spell Minaj. It's spelled M. It's like men age, not like <laughs> not like Nicki Minaj, but men age. And then you got to do all the accents. So you're never gonna find us. Just uh, for women, fuck shit up. Everything is at WFSUDC. Great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for those who are listening. And we're going to be leaving you now with Menage a Garage's Sanctuary from their 2016 EP, Throw My Doubts on the Fire. Great name. for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. 
Full-service radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.